Hello and welcome to part two of episode two of An Inside Job with Rose. I recorded the first part of this episode with no edits and straight from my heart. And by the end, it still felt quite raw for me. On the upside, it felt so encouraging to see and feel how I bounced right back after it. In the past, I couldn't say those words out loud. I have never had any problems talking, but my raw and real feelings, well, that's something I've always kept inside and I've only allowed myself to be vulnerable to share with a small few. So even though my words came out a little shaky, they came out and I feel much safer in telling my story. When I got to the end, I knew I needed a part two for this one so I could share some healing techniques that helped me. Shedding layers can be difficult, and in regard to my child abuse, the only part I'm still a work in progress in is the incredible heartache I still feel for the little me that felt invisible, insignificant, and unloved. She missed out on a sense of belonging being a part of something strong that made sure she was safe, protected and heard. She longed for the words that all children should hear. I love you and nothing will ever change that. I believe in you. How are you? Are you okay? And actually listening. I'm proud of you. I'm sorry and actually meaning it. It still amazes me how important it is to hear that you are loved, accepted and proud of. Know that when you go through abuse and trauma as a young child, it stays with you all your life. We may think that if we work real hard at it, we can remove it and pretend like it never happened. But it doesn't actually work that way. See it as a chapter of your book. You can rip out pages, but there's still an indent of where it was. It's a part of your story. It made you who you are right at this moment. But you can either put a post-it note in as part of your story and keep going back to the actual spot, rereading it, feeling that constant pain, emotion, or you can know that it is somewhere in that book back then And choose not to go through trying to find that part and relive it. You kind of just accept that it's a part of your story. You get to decide here. You decide whether you allow the abuser to take everything away from you. And you are constantly triggered and isolated in your heart and your mind. Or you choose to heal and set yourself free from the chains and the prison that you have confined yourself in. All these toxic emotions are kind of like poison. Healing of the inner turmoil is important because this destruction agitates the poison inside and it affects us physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually. And in time, it kills us. I know we all eventually die, but if we don't heal, whatever life we have is filled with bitterness, resentment, hatred, and not being able to enjoy the life 
that is here for you to live to its fullest. You don't deserve that. You deserve the healing that brings you understanding, acceptance, love, trust and peace. That's what you deserve. I wish I had known then what I know now. I could have done the healing a lot sooner and I would have stopped wasting my life away, giving all the energy to my abuser because of my shame, my lack of self-worth and my belief in myself that I could actually heal from this. Saying words to help me heal were just words, but adding the feeling to the words was a game changer. I had to really see that I wasn't the victim anymore. I had to feel safe and I wasn't invisible and I was not insignificant and unloved anymore. I became the survivor. My abuser became invisible, insignificant and unloved. I chose to not let him take up any more space in my mind and my life ever again. For me, I had to save and heal the little girl. But for you, it may be the little boy, the school kid, the grown-up. Somewhere where someone disempowered you and left you feeling like nothing and no one. Even to take away your freedom. This is your focus point. Look, I went to counsellor after counsellor, group sessions. I did a lot of crying. I regressed inwards. I was angry. I took medication until I felt so numb that I just physically existed. But until you're ready, until you decide no more, only then can counselling really be life-changing. The tears and the crying pours out your pain. Regressing inwards means meditation to connect to your inner voice. Anger is released, shouting it out and getting rid of it. Medication to assist you and be your support to lean on while you do the other work. It's about taking your life in your hands, not allowing anyone else to take it from you. There are givers and takers in life. The givers keep giving and the takers keep taking. Only you can decide when you want balance and boundaries. Give and take should be balanced. As an empath, the protecting, nurturing and loving of my inner child was easier in the beginning because I didn't feel worthy of it. So it was the metaphor that I used that worked for me. It's easier for me to give to someone that's in need. So I found it easier to give to my inner child. When I visualized her, my heart really hurt for her. So I wanted to give her everything she needed to make her happy. Always fully knowing that I was actually giving to myself. Working with my inner child helped me to be protective of her feelings, responsible for her own happiness, be her best friend and have her back. You know, it's kind of like sunshine and rain. I'll tell her and give her all she needs to grow and bloom. I know her better than anyone else. When you heal, grow and take back your power, it's yours. 
You don't allow anyone else to take that survivor away from you. We can spend years and years blaming, being angry, living in turmoil, but what is that going to do to you in the long run? I mean, honestly, in the long run, I wasted years of my life. I attracted others that amplified how I already felt about myself. I thought people were hurting me, but I was actually doing a lot of that to myself as well. All they were doing was placing a mirror in front of me and showing me everything that I already felt. So if they made me feel unloved, I already felt unlovable. If they made me feel not good enough, I already felt that way. They were just showing me everything I didn't like about myself. So when someone is making you feel less of who you are, ask yourself if it's something that you are already feeling about yourself. When someone says something to hurt your feelings, it speaks volumes about them. And if it gets to you, look within. This is where the work begins. You choose who you keep in your sacred space, in your garden. If you're growing, you want to make sure that your garden is a really nice environment. If you're trying to grow, you don't feed yourself poison and you shouldn't have anyone else in your space that will feed it to you either. Keep your space full of those that accept and love you. You don't need many, just a few that you know that you can count on and that want to see you grow. Those that are happy that you are the warrior fighting against your demons. They cheer you on on the sidelines. They pass you the tissues on the bad days. And when you accomplish something, they are your cheerleaders. You are never too much for them and they are never too much for you. I made decisions on who stayed in my life and who didn't. The more self-respect I had in myself, the more visible it was to see those that preferred the vulnerable me. I had to decide what was best for me. Some days I'm strong enough to be around those people as my shields don't let their words in. But on vulnerable days, I take care of myself and I stay away from people and situations that affect my energy space. Your mental health is important. Your emotional well-being is important. You decide which garden you want to sit in. Remember, you are the captain of your ship. This is your life. And if you want to feel loved, be loved feel accepted, feel heard, you've got to give it all to yourself first. And if anyone else gives it to you, now that is a bonus. This removes expectations because most of the time expectations lead to disappointment. So why do it to yourself? Working with the inner child was an important step for me. It's what helped me reconnect with myself, where the disconnection originally happened. I had to go back to the source. 
remember this, you can't fix a symptom of an injury. You must go back to the injury. When we remove a symptom, the injury is still there. It doesn't go anywhere. Injuries do that. They don't go away. So for example, in my late 20s, Seeing my daughter be the same age as I was when my abuse started fired many triggers for me. I thought I'd addressed it once and for all when I wrote a letter to my abuser. I decided to confront him and tell him what I thought of him, how he had ruined my life, and that I remember everything. I was very angry in the letter as I saw how innocent my daughter was And he took that away from me. I didn't even sign it. I saw no point as he knew who I was and what he did. I didn't know at the time that it was just a band-aid. Something had to stop the sore from weeping. I only found out a few years ago that he never got that letter. His daughter got it and thought it was a joke and thought someone was being really cruel. So she never approached her father about it. And unfortunately, after he passed away, she never got the answers, which I wish that she had gotten. A part of me wanted him to know that he'd hurt me, thinking it would help, thinking that the letter was going to free me, fix me in some way. It did for a while when I dropped the letter in the post box, but because I found out he never got it, it took me right back to the pain with a bang. I sunk into a hole for a while, but this time was different. The reaction from his daughter, her remorse, her pain was obvious to me and I knew that it was time to move forward. And him needing to know my pain was not important to me anymore. Now she knew who the little girl in the letter was. She knew it was me, that young, curly-haired, blue-eyed girl. I didn't want her to feel guilt in any way. So it was up to me to change, go back to the injury and transform myself, turn something horrible into something powerful. That's where an inside job actually began for me. That's when I knew enough pain was caused. And now the time for me to work on the aftermath of that internal war and begin the cleanup. I couldn't go back and change it. But I could step from this point onwards and make it something different. So working with your inner child is imperative to work from the ground up because when you make peace with that little girl or little boy, what you're saying to them is, I've got your back now, I'm with you and I'm going to do my best to make sure that you have exactly what you deserve and exactly what you need in this life. One of the things I started to do was mirror work. The beautiful Louise Hay helped me a lot with that. I'd been doing mirror work for a long time, but I didn't realise that 
just saying words wasn't it. It was sure the beginning, but I had to really feel and want this. So mirror work means that when you look in the mirror, you're looking in your eyes and you're looking into your soul, which makes you look at that little girl because the eyes have always stayed the same. And you have to feel everything you say to her or him really matters. I started really small and Louise Hay always encouraged us to start small. So for me, it was simply the words of, I love you, Rose. I really love you. That was it. The words that I wanted to hear as a little girl and believe those words as I was saying them. Over time, I started to see other things that I loved about myself and I would say that to myself. I would tell myself I'm smart, I'm lovable, I'm beautiful and little by little I noticed that it wasn't so hard to say those words to myself because initially it was really difficult. I felt like an imposter. I'm lying to myself. I'm telling myself things that are not real. And it felt really unusual. But the more I did it, the more I realized my inner child really needed it. I noticed that the more I found all her amazing qualities, the happier and more adventurous she became. There was even days that I walked past the mirror in the morning with my hair sticking up everywhere. You know, curly hair doesn't sit very nice when you sleep. And I walked past the mirror in my flannelette pajamas. And as soon as I saw myself, I even winked. I know that sounds strange, but I have never been that playful with myself because I think when we let the inner child free, you realize that that child never got the opportunity to be cheeky and lively and adventurous. Well, I know mine didn't. And so I started being really silly and not because I was wanting someone else to like me or doing a performance for other people. I was being like that by myself, (laughs) with myself. So it made me happier as I was allowing my childlike behavior to come out, be free, laugh about it and just set myself free. There was lots of things I've tried over the years and I think they all chipped away a little bit at a time. I had a beautiful friend of mine that did hypnotherapy on me. I have had lots of Reiki sessions and I've used flower essences as an alternative to medication. Once I decided to let go of the medication, it was only because I had built a structure and a support system that helped me so much. All these things that we have are important. 
I always say, if you need medication to help you, let it be that support system for you, but always do the work because medication only numbs. It doesn't allow you to heal. So the healing needs to happen. All the things that we do to help the symptoms are fantastic. But if you go straight to the source, as then you do the other things, the symptoms get less and less and eventually fade away. I spent many, many years trying to dissolve my past, but instead I actually built myself up on it. And when we go through trauma, when we go through abuse, when we go through the crap that life deals us sometimes, it can either make you or break you. And I can assure you that sometimes this crap happens because the survivor inside of you is ready to remove the old layers that you don't need anymore. You weren't born to be nothing. You were born to be. And you can add anything after that you want. You can be anything, but only you can choose. A majority of people that I have helped in the past all fell into the category of the empath. Now, being an empath myself, I could see them a mile away. You might ask yourself, what is an empath? An empath basically feels other people's energy. They want to help people. They've got a really strong sense of intuition. Um, They have difficulties with boundaries, (laughs) you know, and just being outside in nature brings them peace. They don't like crowds. There's so many things about an empath that you may recognize. I'm going to be talking about that in episode three next week. But being an empath really made the recovery harder because I felt like I was emotionally being pulled apart in so many ways to be put back together. You know, if someone had said to me a long time ago when I was closing myself in a wardrobe because I wanted to run away from everything that was going on, that I would be standing on a platform and speaking out, I would have just thought that that was just a dream and I would never, ever be able to do that. And here I am. Know that your voice is important. What you have to say is valid. Don't be afraid to tell your story and change your path. Living in the past can be destructive And it's important to know that what happened to you happened for you to now decide where this is going next. If you feel different, great, be different. There is only one you. Don't conform and lose yourself in this robotic world. You're meant to shine. You're meant to stand out. Find your tribe that you feel safe with, that you can be yourself with. Your tribe will listen and give you a hug at the end to reassure you and let you know that everything's okay, that you're not alone. Let them in. 
I always felt like I was on my own because whenever I opened up to be real, I got hurt. So I isolated myself, my thoughts, my voice. Change helped me see that when I believed in myself, my tribe came along. I had to trust myself before I could trust others. And I accepted myself just as I am. I don't feel on my own anymore. I'm not that little girl isolated in my old room. She is free. I hope my podcasts help you and know that I will be cheering you on when I hear your stories of how much you have grown. The beautiful seed that blossoms into a tall tree. I always love to talk about the seed that's left its past behind. Hard on the outside, dry and lifeless. It hits the earth and falls into a dark space. There is no light. It's lonely, isolated and hopeless. It rains and the sun shines, but it can't see it. Over time in the dark, the shell starts to soften and feel nurtured in its surroundings. Its shell begins to break and it begins to grow. It's in the dark times when we have left behind an old version of ourselves that we feel alone. And even though we can't see it, there's a bigger plan. All you have to give yourself is the right environment. Whatever that is, love, nurturing, belief, and a little bit of poop. Yes, I did say poop because shit happens sometimes, (laughs) but it gives us a big rumble to our growth. And like the seed with the right environment, you will have no choice other than to grow. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode when we talk more about the empath. See you later. My book and inside job can be found on all online stores. You can find me at rosemonaco.com. And also I am on Instagram as Rose Monaco Believes. You can also find me on Facebook on Rose Monaco Believe the Best is Yet to Come. I look forward to connecting with you next time.